So yeah, what uh, what have you been up to, man? What have you been listening to and all that? Oh man, well, because I've been driving so much, um, I've been listening to mostly podcasts lately. Uh, mm. <laughs> but nice. musically, um, I don't know. This time of year, I always, I always like have a little two or three week stretch where it's nothing but Grateful Dead, and I think I'm, I think I'm in the early stages of that. <laughs> and you know it's like the, the weather's improving I, I get to get outside a little bit more and and you know the grateful dead make fantastic being outside music um mm. so i think i think that's all it is but yeah so i'm gonna give the very boring answer i've, I've been listening a lot to a lot of the dead <laughs> <laughs> nice what uh so so it's it's about it's like what what about like springtime and or i guess all that relates to the to the dead or what makes that such a strong connection i don't it, it, you know the the music um if if you like the dead i, I will preface with mm-hmm. that because i know there's a lot of non-deadheads out there but um <laughs> you know the music is generally just so bright but also casual like that they they have some serious stuff and they you know they have ballads and they have heavier kind of bluesy stuff or whatever Mm-hmm. But, you know, the vast majority of their collection is very lighthearted. I mean, it's it's still complicated. It is still, you know, a good bit of musicianship. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just kind of bright and bouncy and uplifting. And, uh, mm. you know, the past couple of weeks, with a couple of exceptions, you know, the days have been in the 70s or low 80s and sunshine i've been playing golf i have a sunburn for the first time this year i mean i don't yeah, know same. it just all fits <laughs> that's what true. about you what have you been listening to uh oh that's why i had my phone in my hand dummy i was like i just put my phone down I was like why was i holding that <laughs> um <laughs> let's see uh i've been listening to there's this artist uh, from uh from California uh, named space ghost. I think he's a DJ, um, but he, he produces, um, really great music, man. He, um, he has this album called uh, private paradise that he came out with earlier this year, um, or recently. Um, and, uh, it's super good. I, I had been listening to that cause I saw it posted by, um, uh, another DJ, a, a DJ here, um, DJ sober. Um, and, uh, that's how I got turned on to it. But then, um, the week that I was listening to it, uh, he released a new EP with this uh, new R&B singer, uh, Teddy Bryant, uh, called Heaven Scent. And like, man, it's so high quality. I've like just listened to this thing like on repeat. <laughs> it's just three wow. songs. Um, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Heaven Scent by uh, Space Ghost. Um, and it's just like old school, like R&B, but it's like ridiculously like high quality. <laughs> It's like, I mean, awesome. you know, like hyper high fidelity. Um, and yeah, it just sounds super cool. Um, yeah, I was so hooked on it. I, I ordered the the record to support the guys. Um, but uh, I've been listening to that a lot, you know, and some of the regular stuff. I actually, I, I had a, um, I was listening to Tool for a minute <laughs> last week. <laughs> it's a random moment. Um, you know, I think it was like a video on Reddit um, of... Uh, of homie um the drummer oh forgetting his name um the giant (laughs) Um, uh something carry yeah uh but like him playing um a song i think it was numa 
Um, and yeah, it was just epic. And I was like, oh, I've seen this video before. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. And uh, yeah, so I just cranked it up. Um, yeah, you know, and I got back into uh, Bon Iver, you know, since we saw them recently. I've been listening to them a little more. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know, I've been listening to Tycho while I work. Um, like when I'm working, I like to listen to Tycho. Um, and I haven't listened to him for in a while. Um, he's really good, typically instrumental music, but his last, um, album, I think it's called weather. Uh, I want to make sure. Um, yeah, it is weather. Um, I think it was nominated for a Grammy. Um, it's super good. I really like, I really like the work to that album. Um, cool. That's a really good one. Um, but yeah, that's been like my main rotation. I feel like, um, oh, and there's this, uh, I think he's from, he's in the UK, um, a DJ, Ron Trent. He, he's coming out with an album and he just released this first single for it and it features Krung, uh, Krungbin and it's really cool. Awesome. It's really, it's really groovy and spacey kind of ethereal sounding. Um, so that, that's kind of like a recent, recent thing. Well, yeah, that's, that's really it, man. Yeah. You know, I did not realize how prevalent, um, DJs were, um, but you know, I, I mentioned I was in Austin last night mm -hmm. and, uh, I was there for work and, um, you know, I'm, I'm in Austin and even though it's a Wednesday, Austin is still such a great music town that you can, you can find something to see. Right. And, uh, oh, yeah. I went to, uh, went to the blind pig on six shout out to the blind pig, um, mm -hmm. for the first time since I was, uh, definitely 21 and, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, they had a guy in there playing guitar and it was, it was fine. It was just a great vibe, like a lot of Austin places, but I was talking to the bartender um, because the bartender and the guy playing guitar were, you know, kind of, uh, you know, joking with each other, just kind of trolling each other, being funny. And I asked the bartender, I said, Oh, are, are you a musician as well? And he said, yeah. And I said, Oh man, what you, you play guitar like this guy he goes, Oh no, I'm a DJ. Mm. And, um, then like this lady at the bar was like, Oh yeah, I've seen him spin. He's great. And someone else said something about it. And it was, like, I, I didn't realize, I, and it's stupid, but, you know, like EDM and that whole arena is just, that is, that is my last hill to climb, I think. Mm. Um, well, but like I've tried, I, I have, I have tried enough of everything just about to have an opinion, I think. But, you know, DJing and all that stuff is just a little beyond me. And I, I was like, you know, when I think Austin, I think singer songwriters and maybe some country guys, you know, blues, folksy kind of cutting edge stuff. But I, yeah, I, but I, I didn't really think about DJs, but but apparently, <laughs> uh, apparently there's a lot of DJs in Austin. Oh, well, yeah. But it's also, you know, it's a it's a party scene, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And with, with DJs, I mean, you could you can be so uh, uh, versatile. I mean, there's so many there's so much variety to how you can um, mix things or, or cross things, you know? Um, and, and like, cause you know, like I, I've interviewed, a, um, a couple now, um, and it, and it's interesting cause some of them have like their, their rules or like, you know, like the, what their, which, which I guess is their style, you know? Um, like I, I interviewed, um, DJ menace and, you know, he just plays old school hip hop, you know, and like he'll, he'll mix in what samples are, are used, but that's, that's it. That's like the main you know, um, if he veers out of that genre, that's the only reason why. And, 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 and the way like he'll put it is like, it's to educate you. <laughs> and so you're aware of, you know, like how he's, how, how it was blended originally. And then like how it can mix in the other things. 
but it's um i don't know djing like it's so it's such a like a live thing and it's like it, it's it's very much like i appreciate it kind of in the same way as like as seeing someone like jam i mean it's just so much like coordination and improving um i mean with 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 stuff lined up and um, of course you have like a set list but like there's a lot of little nuanced things that you can do you know and technique that adds you know such a you know layers of interest and and i don't know it's just crazy um especially when you see like some of those big dj sets you know like the coachella ones where like the stages are like <laughs> massive and it's nuts um but yeah it's 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 always cool though when you find like a like a uh, one that's like really uh vibrant and really like dynamic and it's like a really small setup and it's just like one guy just like ripping it up you know and they don't need like a huge light show that's always amazing <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But, but DJs sometimes, man, make some of the best producers, you know, I mean, like, like Mark Ronson, I mean, he's a great producer. Um, and that's where he got his start. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's just because, you know, they're obsessed with the technique, they're obsessed with timing. And sometimes that'll just, that that's the backbone that a, an artist will need, you know, from a producer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes they're, they're what you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, um, the, uh, I know I just went on like a tangent about that, but like the, that, that one DJ, um, space ghost though, um, or, or, or producer, like he's, he's got some really cool, some, some really good music. Um, I've been really enjoying, um, man, there was another one. Oh, and there's this guy, um, from the Ukraine, um, Klim, K L I M, um, Klim beats um man his his stuff is super cool um i like just missed the train on like getting like vinyl from him like on his last album which i i was like super obsessed with um because he was you know smaller artist but um uh he's got a new one coming out that i'm excited about um but yeah yeah i've been listening to a lot of that like lo-fi hip-hop beats <laughs> man um, yeah that's I, I don't know like i said it's just it's so beyond i've never you know, it's, it's, it's the one thing that I can't picture. Um, you know, even, even before I started playing a little bit of music, I like the idea behind a guitar made sense. And the idea mm -hmm. behind pianos and drums and all that other stuff made sense. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I can't, like, I have trouble picturing like how a DJ functions, which is so stupid because it, it I'm, I have to be overthinking it. It can't possibly like, I, I you know, that's the problem. It, and this is, this by the way, is as, as much like a redneck as I feel these days. Like it's, I don't know about them damn DJs out there. You know, that's, I mean, this is, this is like my last little bit of, of my redneck past hanging on is, is just, well, if it ain't George Strait, I ain't gonna listen to it. No, it's nothing like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that's my actual accent, by the way. The the one I'm doing now is one I put on for the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like um, it's like Tom Holland when he plays Spider Man. That's just his that's just his American accent. You know, this is just our yeah. stage accent. <laughs> Man. Um, well, you ready to jump in today's topic? Yeah, I, I am. And I'm I'm going to preface it, um, which is twice I've gotten to use the word preface now. But um, so 
I had more difficulty with this topic than any Any topic we've done so far. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. So the, the, the topic is songs we wish we were, we wish were longer. Um, and I kept, you know, it's weird because if there's a song I like, like a lot, then Mm -hmm. I always want like just a 15 minute jam of it. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just because that's who I am as a person. Um, and so really in, in, but if it's not, I always, I always think I'm like, okay, well, there's a reason that they made the the song this length. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, sometimes not to have spoilers here, but you know, sometimes like with the Beatles on Abbey Road, it's because they had a bunch of pieces of songs and it was easier sure. just to put them together in the medley than try and make Polythene and Pam last five minutes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, so like that I get. And I guess, uh, you know, those are the ones where it's a little bit easier, though, to say I wish it was longer because Polythene Pam sounds like half a song. Mm-hmm. Um, but but then you know you have some shorter songs like I Will by the Beatles which by the way mm-hmm. is what I walked back down the aisle to after I got married hey. and it's it's a minute 46 and it's perfect I mean, I mean there's a, that length suits that I do wish it was longer but uh, you know that sure. length and Paul McCartney had his reasons for making it short and I think it was just mm-hmm. You know, it's a short, sweet song. But so yeah. I, it was really like I, I in in typical fashion, I just started kind of overthinking things a little bit. And I ended up having a <laughs> bunch of trouble coming up with uh, some really like, <laughs> you know, sincere answers, because it, like every time I'd start to like let my mind wander a little bit, it was like, oh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I wish they just did. I want you. She's so heavy for, you know, 15 straight minutes. That's all I want. Um <laughs> Give me the twenty minute jam version. Give me the yeah. twenty minute. Jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, I want him to play it for five minutes in each key, and then just make that one big song. Um, so, <laughs> man, that'd be great—an eighty-minute version of the song. Um, hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was a very long and rambling way to say that I think this is a great topic. Songs we wish we were long, <laughs> that we wish were longer. But um, man, yeah, I, I had a hell of a time coming up with the list because it was it was that was the most critical thinking I've done recently. Yeah, well, I I tried to I guess the way I fashioned my list, I kind of kept it in terms of like short songs that I've always really loved that I wish would have added like a secondary part or just just stretched it out a tiny bit more just because I enjoyed it so much. Um, you know, ones that I, I hit the repeat button on. But, um, uh, you know, there are, there are ones like, uh, you know, like Sultans of Swing, though, where like it ends on like a kind of solo-y kind of thing. You know, like that 70s uh, fade out fad. Oh, yeah. Where the song just fades out. Like that kind of stuff, where like ah, uh, the 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 nerd in me just kind of wants those extra verses, or just to hear it, just like close out with a bang, you know. Or or there's the other side of me that's like what you just said. I wanted a 15 minute, you know, just just rock it out, you know, just like just have the first you know few minutes be like a normal song composition and just write out a jam, <laughs> just stretch <laughs> it out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, see, makes sense. 
Yeah, but no, it did. It did like it like start like proposing this uh, 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 topic was easier than like starting to consider it and like <laughs> apply it and <laughs> being like, oh wow, okay, yeah, I don't know which way I want to go with this, but um, but like I know you kind of threw some out there, and I'll, I'll throw out ones that kind of complement that one, so we can get them out of the way for our listeners. <laughs> Um, <laughs> good call. Uh, <laughs> uh, but mine are also, uh, or some of these are from all, um, Abbey Road for the same reason. Um, the melody, um, and my two though would be, uh, Golden Slumbers just because I love the slow, you know, songs from like Paul. And like, I love how it goes from like just such a calm, peace, peaceful, soothing thing to like he's just yelling like in your face, you know. <laughs> and I've always, <laughs> I've always loved that and I wish it just went like maybe, you know, twice as long and then transitioned into carry that weight. But, you know, the the other one is carry that weight because I also love how that one changes, how there's the the opening part and then the second part is much more um, you know, well, it's kind of pieced together, right? That 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 wasn't even how like they did it right. They were just using like old recordings that were just in time to it or whatever. So right. like the ending of it is kind of I don't want to say it's like uh, not planned or anything, but I think they could have, you know, really hyped that one up because I think a lot of people really like that one track, the carry that weight one, something about yeah. them all yelling that, you know, that phrase that it, cause it's like an anthem. It feels like an anthem because they're seeing it kind of like an anthem, you know what I mean? And, uh, and you wish there was just a little more, you know, real on that tape, but, uh, but still it's great. I love it for what it is, but you know, I love it so much. I wish it was just a little longer. <laughs> so someone once told me that, um, the Beatles chanting boy, you're going to carry that weight. Sounds like what hooligans would do at a soccer match in England. And that blew my mind because it does. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't watch a ton of soccer, uh, cause I'm American, but, um, you know, like if you have a soccer game on and you can always hear the crowd, Chanting, yeah, chanting and, like and it's always some complicated thing that uh, you yeah. know it's it's always I always, love the I always love the jokes and memes about that when they're like all right boys so here's the new one you know and they give it some <laughs> oh, yeah. Really long, yeah it's set to the tune of claire de lune <laughs> <laughs> like all right, all right everybody ready one two three oh. <laughs> uh great but no i i do agree with that that's funny <laughs> i never heard that heard it compared to that before soccer chant so good um All right, what do you the, well so i i also wanted to mention her majesty from abbey road oh um, really yeah and he, here's the only reason why here's the only reason why mm-hmm. that's you know it's a pretty cool little bluesy whatever that's 23 seconds long and sure. it feels like the kind of thing that paul mccartney was just playing that little blues progression there yeah. yeah and he just he just probably made it's like scrambled scrambled eggs for yesterday right he probably was playing that pretty cool blues thing and just was like her majesty's a pretty nice girl you know and i just wanted to i wanted him to extrapolate and basically make an entire very cool folksy blues song about how he wants to bang the queen like that's what i wanted to give us that's what i wanted it's like yeah i know right white album all you give us is why don't we do it in the road and we just repeat that over and over and then you just never yeah. you never you never go past the the craziness yeah and <laughs> no, i, I also it. like to think because yeah. you know in 1969 the queen would have been like 40 
three years old or something like that. And, you know, Paul would have been like 27. So it's just like just just kind of in the like, you know, maybe he saw the queen as like kind of a hot middle aged woman. And that is also hilarious to me. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like Jane Seymour and Wedding Crashers, like that. That oh. is the same vibe um, <laughs> that I that I get from it. But I I don't know. Um, well, in a in a completely different Paul mood. Um, good call. <laughs> um, I I like I think I said this on our last one, but the song um, or the one before that, um, the song "Junk" off of McCartney, his first yep. one. I love that song so much. And every time it ends, I just always wish like, ah, oh, I just wish there was one more, you know, sad, sweet verse, you know, cause that's such a weird haunting, sweet song. But like, I just want it to be a little longer, you know, just like let that ballad ride. Um, but I've just, I've always, I've always appreciated that song. Um, couple of other, I, I wrote junk down and then in the margins, oh, nice. and then nice. in the margins wrote, I bet this is on Sam's list. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you call you call some of the some of them pretty pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my uh, Beatles honorable honorable mentions. Um, they're both about two minutes long, which was surprising to me. For some reason, in my mind, I thought these were three minute songs, but they're closer to two minute songs. Was Glass Onion and I Me Mine. I didn't realize that those were the time that they were. They yeah, just feel I Me Mine feels longer. Doesn't it? For sure. That, that's uh, a badass song, man. Both of those songs are like, those are great. Yeah. And by the way, just to get my last Beatles track out of the way, oh, I did yeah. write down Eleanor Rigby. Um, mm, how long is that one? It's two minutes and eight seconds. Oh, wow. And that's awfully surprising. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't know what I would have what I would want out of a longer version. I just know I want one. Like, I don't know if I want a little orchestral (laughs) solo or if I want another verse about Eleanor Rigby dying. How'd she die? What does it mean when her face is in a jar by the door? What is How does that priest know how to knit? (laughs) You know, So I I don't know. I don't know if I wanted more information or more music. All I know is I wanted more. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's, that's most of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Mark, I'm marking through all these. I don't know if the mic is picking up the pencil scratching, but, um, no, but it's dead air. (laughs) Oh, Uh nightmares. Um, well, I, I have one that is not the Beatles. <laughs> um, I did. Oh, so was that the theme? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the Beatles. It's actually Ringo solo. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> every Ringo song is just the right amount. Um, I can't like, I, I'm not trying to rag on Ringo, but I can't think of a single Ringo song. I wish was longer. I can it think of Paul songs and John songs and George songs that I wish were longer. I'll give you one. It don't so, come easy just because it was written by George Harrison. <laughs> yeah. And see, that's, that's probably the closest one that I would want to take it. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. I would wild. say photograph, but that just gets stuck in my head. So I don't think that counts. I think that just has a sticky nature. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's an earworm song for sure. Yes, um, yeah. I like his version of the no, no song, but like, you know, it's kind of a novelty song about a guy who has recently given up smoking, drinking and doing cocaine. So like, I don't, I don't know where you go from there, 
Like I, <laughs> it, like the next thing is heroin, and I don't know how you make the little injecty noise. <laughs> like, oh no, 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 I don't anymore. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to make that. I really apologize for that noise. That was disgusting, but. <laughs> uh, that was that was my impression of a plunger going down in a syringe. Um, so those things yeah. are called a plunger. I think so. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> or anyone with any medical. I'm pretty sure it's a plunger. Okay. I mean, you know, like the things in cartoons that they use to blow up dynamite. You know, I know uh-huh. that's a plunger, and it seems like uh-huh. a very similar mechanism. Maybe the the fr- the term plunger is just a general downward motion of something yeah i think so okay i don't, I don't think, think it I, necessarily has to do with unclogging a drain welcome back to dictionary uh, mythology <laughs> <laughs> hey you joke but i would i would host that show i love words uh, <laughs> <laughs> i would love to be someone's thesaurus on air <laughs> yeah right it'd be great Anyways, like, i don't want to right? say sad melancholy morose macabre um <laughs> <laughs> down blue is it, it, um is it my turn? <laughs> yeah okay um one one that i'll i'll say because there's a story that kind of goes with it is um sitting on the dock of the bay um by otis um just purely because you know he never got to finish that song uh and the whistling part was a placeholder um so you know, if we got to hear that song and be any longer, that means there'd probably be verses and, or, you know, that again, like you just said, my hope or whatever. Um, and if that happened, then that means that he might still be around. So, you know, right. I thought, I thought that was an interesting, that'd be a good one. That is a good yeah. one. Um, yeah, that's really good. I'm kind of bummed. I didn't think about that. I died. Cause I agree with you a hundred percent. See, I got yeah. caught up in my own head and and missed a great <laughs> option, but but you picked it up, so that was good. Hey, at least one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Between two of us, the two of us, there's a pretty good list here. Um, hey, um, <laughs> so one I thought of was "April Come She Will" by Simon and Garfunkel. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of a sweet song for fans of uh, Parks and Rec. You might remember this as the song that April walks down the aisle to when she marries Andy. Oh, yeah. I would say spoiler alert, but Parks and Rec has been off the air for like 10 years now. So, you know, yeah, get over it if yeah. you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it clocks in at a modest minute 53. Um, mm. And, you know, Simon and Garfunkel... I don't know how much of a Simon and Garfunkel fan you are, um, but Simon and Garfunkel was like my entry into Bob Dylan. Like I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in tune enough with music and stuff to go directly into Bob Dylan. Right. So Mm -hmm. I had to like microdose some, some Simon and Garfunkel and work my (laughs) way up to Bob Dylan. Um, Get your talents up. Yeah, because it's a lot, right? I mean, it's a lot of the same kind of folksy whatever, but Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel's harmonies sound so much better than Bob Dylan's voice does <laughs> or did to my, you know, gentle, rosy-cheeked ears. Um, but, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, they're another one of those bands that has a lot of songs that were kind of in that two-minute um range that i think could have yeah. been longer cecilia is another one um 
you know, the 59th Street Bridge song is another one. Um, and then April Come She Will. But April Come She Will um, is, is just a really beautiful song. And it, it, it sounds philosophical but kind of on a meteorological level like if you if you listen to the lyrics and like kind of take your brain out of it it just sounds like a guy talking about the weather in like a weirdly formal (laughs) way (laughs) august die she must it's like what why um so um but (laughs) but i but i like it i mean it's it's a it's a great song it's a sweet song it it has Again, it, it was kind of my my stair step into Dylan, so it's always going to have a soft sure. spot in my heart. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought a minute fifty three, which I knew it was a short song. I thought it would have eclipsed two minutes, but I was uh, very wrong. And I hmm. think they probably could have gotten about another forty five seconds out of it. I don't know how much longer it could have been realistically. Um, sure. And then I just decided that realistic doesn't count because it's two dudes on a podcast, hypothetically, you know, talking about <laughs> hypothetical <laughs> song length. So it uh, I just got over it. it. So we can't talk yeah. about it. It's like, oh, I think they could have gotten 45 seconds out of it. And someone's like, no, they couldn't have. And I'm like, prove it. Because there's no logical way to prove a negative. minutes out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want the dulcet tones of Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel for an hour straight. I want them to go through every month. April, May, <laughs> June. Hell, just start over. Start at January. Do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you fit January into the melody, but hey, I'm not a, I'm not a songwriter. I'll let Paul Simon figure that one out. out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's a talented dude. All all four foot ten of Paul Simon. A lot of talent (laughs) packed into him. (laughs) Bursting with talent. Well, uh, okay. Uh, One that another one that I for some reason I knew was shorter, but like I don't know why in my mind I was like, no, that's got to be longer. And I guess it's just because I look forward to like so many verses in it, (laughs) but. my next one is uh grandma's hands by uh bill withers um it's just a nice song and uh you know it ends with that 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 little solo that little ditty that uh steven stills does and um uh it's like i I almost want him to come back you know for like one more like one more part you know just one more verse one more you know thing um but it's just another one of those tracks, honestly, that I just hold really dear. So I'm just like, oh, I just be longer, you know, <laughs> just talk about life, you know, over that beat for like, you know, 10 minutes, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's such a good song. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, and on the, you know, on the same track. And of course, everybody knows this song, uh, Ain't No Sunshine. Uh, you know, he originally wanted to put lyrics over the part where he says, I know repeatedly. Um and and everybody in the studio said no 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 leave that in i think that's that kind of fits it that just sounds great as it is um so there's a part of me that want was you know would want would want to hear what other things he would have added you know if he would have added one more perspective onto this relationship or you know this this uh, description that he's making um or where it would have gone but um yeah, you know, just a shorter song that I, I would have loved more just because I think anybody that listens to that song, especially for the first few listens, um, wants more because you're just like, oh, it just it, it just grabs you, you know, it just really grabs you. 
Oh, yeah. The Ain't No Sunshine director's cut would be bomb, dude. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you know, on on, uh, Michael Jackson's debut album, you know, when he was a kid, uh, like a solo album, you know, he covers that song um, on that album. And it is like a more like epic version with like strings and it's like backup singers and it's like really intense. And it's like, (laughs) I think it's it is longer. Um, So I did want to you know, make a shout out to that. Cause that if you do want a longer version of that song, that's kind of in the same fashion and made the same way, you know, like, and the, in the same kind of period of time, like that's probably the closest you'll get, but it's, uh, you know, it's very different though. It's a much more like almost like dramatic version of it. Um, in my opinion, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's just the original though. How could you not want it to be longer? <laughs> oh, it's so, it's so good. And I, you know, it is funny. I, I, I had heard once before that he had wanted to put um, lyrics in that part and thinking about some producer just being like, how about you just repeat? I don't know until you run out of breath and then repeat it another like 10 or 12 times. <laughs> and, and Bill, I'd like to picture Bill Withers as just being such a good sport that he was like, yeah, I'll do that. but it is perfect and i i counted them one time you know it's like 23 i knows or whatever it is Mm. and um it's but it it is it's just so fantastic it's a great song i'm with you that's another that's another really great choice man you were you were just bombs (laughs) to dead center today man that's that's pretty cool Not, not yeah. that you're not always in top form, but I am. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a little starstruck right now, man. Well, I feel uh, like I have two more that that you you I, you might have thought of, but if you didn't, I think I'll, I'll get you again. <laughs> well, I'm you probably will. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one that I thought might also be on your list. I didn't write mm-hmm. it in the margins. This one just stayed in my head because I didn't want written proof in case I was wrong. Um, <laughs> that's that's the law school training. If you think you might be wrong, don't write it down. Don't um, put it in writing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I can't legally just give a bunch of legal advice to people. Um, but you know, take that information and do what you will. Um, so I wrote uh the needle and the damage done by Neil Young, which I thought might be on your list. Um, yeah, you know what? It's not. That's, that's a good one. I don't, I don't know whether to be disappointed or proud of myself. Um, <laughs> well, you but, know what I got, I got, uh, I don't remember how I did this. Oh, you know what? Real quick. I want to wrap myself out on how I did this. <laughs> so I wanted to be efficient, obviously, um, in everything. Uh, and, and, and I really wanted to start my list off with ones that I thought were really short that I think should have been longer. You know, I did have the, the, uh, the, um, the alternative thought of what about songs I just love and think are so great that they just should be longer in general or like 15 minute jams, you know, progressive rock, you know, long form (laughs) shit. But, um, but, but I started with the short stuff. So what I did, I was very smart. I went to my iTunes and I went to my whole library and I sorted it by shortest time and then (laughs) scrolled down (laughs) to like the two minute section and then started scrolling up, you know, as it got less and less and just like was like watching and like reading like, all these like hundreds of songs just like re flashed by, you know, it looked like the matrix or something. I was just like, all right, there's that. There's that. Oh, that one. That's a really, <laughs> Oh hell yeah. I'm like, yeah. Um, so I, that's what, it, that's what like the first, I have like two pages and like my first page is that and my other page is like other ones. That was just, I, I kind of just like thought of, but 
I just guess I just I didn't pop up on that one. <laughs> but that one's definitely a good one. That one. Well, to be, to be it, fair, it, it is two oh one, so you might have been oh, very near it. I just missed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's, is it really two oh one? That's I. Uh, well, I, I guess I, I guess so. I wrote that down, and I don't think I would have pulled that out of nowhere. Um, that's hilarious, dude. If it really is two oh one, that means like that's <laughs> the literal reason why I didn't put that down. <laughs> Like I, I feel I feel pretty good that it is. Oh, on Wikipedia it says two oh three, but <laughs> but still we can. Weird. Yeah, it's, I oh, knew man. it was super close, but that's uh, a great, great song. Let me. That's uh, <laughs> fine. I'm I'm determined to learn this now. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh. Um. Let's see. On my phone. Ah, oh, damn it. It says 2032. Where did I get 201 from? You slipped yeah. I, I am. Well, if <laughs> I was better at down. math, I would have been an accountant or a doctor or something. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, all of the math that goes into just looking at a number and then transcribing it exactly onto a piece of paper. <laughs> you basically so have to have a degree in math to do that. That's basically uh, calculus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I, before, before Isaac Newton, literally no one could have done that. Um, so I don't feel that bad about it. Uh, but, but, no, but that's a good choice, though. Yeah. And that's that's another one. That one, I will say, just to qualify it a little bit. I don't want any more lyrics to that song. I don't I, mm-hmm. like the song. You know, you listen to it enough and it's like, hey, you've seen a bunch of people overdose on heroin and die. Awesome. I don't want more lyrics. I just I, I just want the song. I want the song to have the exact same everything, but just be like three times as long. I, and I don't really <laughs> know how to expand on that. Um Maybe maybe a nice mellow solo or something in there, but really it's just one of those songs that it when you listen to it to me it feels like it's three or four minutes, um, and oh, obviously yeah. it's not. It just well, yeah, I wish it was that that closing chord and you hear the the audience you know clapping. Oh, yeah. I was like Dah. like like yeah you know one one cool um, you know juxta thing or like alternative thing that could you could do with that one is like tell the sad half and then tell a, a hopeful half, you know, because it yeah. the way the song plays, it sounds like it's melancholy, but it could still shift because of the chords and the notes he's playing. It sounds like it could still be a little gleaming into the happy, you know, a tiny bit. So I feel like you could make a transition with that pretty easily, but that's a great, yeah, that's a great song. Um, all right. My next one is heavy soul, um, by the black keys. Uh, that that song's only like two minutes and like eighteen seconds or something like that. Yeah, and uh, uh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it 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 popped up in my head. Um, actually, thick freakness popped up in my head, but then I think this one's shorter than that. Um, and so I picked this one. I think that was my reasoning. <laughs> um, but uh, heavy soul is just like I don't know. It's just such a great song, and it's just one of those other ones that. I would have loved like to hear like uh, just because the, the Blackies eventually start to do it like later on like he does like you know two minute long like <laughs> solos or like a minute and a half long you know like, just like stretched out stuff sometimes um, you know like the closing part of like little black submarines or like um, uh, uh, weight of love you know that like huge solo towards the end or whatever and it's like 
this song is just so cool and like has so much energy behind it. I would have loved to see it just spread out, you know, towards the towards the back. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a great one. Another one, kind of not in the same vein, but kind of the same, not same style. I don't know, around the same time, I guess, is a <laughs> level level by the Raconteurs. Um, you know, Jack White and um, yeah. Company. Um, that song, I was expecting it to be way longer than it was. And it's only like two minutes. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would have been like three or four minutes, but it's only like a couple minutes. Yeah. I mean, especially having anything to do with Jack White, of course, I guess on all those white stripe songs, there was all, or albums, there was normally like one or two pretty short songs, but short ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not. Yeah, man, that's wild. I just pulled it up, and yeah, that is a lot shorter than I remember it being. Yeah, man, good call. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I am going to begin this by saying I only have two more on my list. Um, okay. <laughs> I know, you, I know you have more. Okay. So if you'd like, what we can do is I can just talk about these two and then you can talk about as many as you want because you obviously <laughs> had a much better grasp on this than I did. I didn't even think to sort my iTunes like that. That's Dude, also disappointing. I, I was, I don't know. I'm going to blame it on having a long week, um, which is stupid. Every week is long. Um, <laughs> but, but these two songs, I think, I think you will, um, but my reasoning, I think you will be interested in. Um, mm, okay. So the first one is the only song on my list that really is one of those just like, I just want to hear a jam of this for like a day and a half. Um, <laughs> and that is uh, Muddy Waters version of Honeybee that is on Fathers and Sons. Mm. And it's not quite four minutes long. I wrote down 357. And as we've learned, I'm not very trustworthy with that. So maybe it is four <laughs> minutes long. Um but it's, uh, you know, it's not quite four minutes long, but it's just it's a it's kind of a blues standard for one thing. And that album is just so good. I mean, that is right kind of in the heart of the Muddy Waters, you know, Electric Mud, After the Rain, Fathers and Sons. Mm. I mean, that's that is some good, heavy, awesome Muddy Waters and if you listen to some of those albums, I mean, there's there's a little bit of like early heavy metal to them. I mean, it, mm -hmm. when I say early heavy metal, I mean, like, you know, the, in the way that like Jethro Tull was early heavy metal or Led Zeppelin was early heavy, sure. heavy metal. But. Like like the the finessing, the quickness and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. What you and there, there's a lot to it. And it's just it's such a great song. And, and being a blues standard being sung by one of like the absolute beacons of of the blues. Um, it's just one I wanted to hear forever. I mean, that that is huh. and there's a lot of songs I, I know like that. But um, that's that Muddy Water song. I don't know. Did you did you find the one on Fathers and yeah, Sons? The Fathers and Sons. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I never listened to this one. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's a good one. Um, and nice, then the yeah, other I one that I, yeah, the, uh, the other one I wanted to mention, um, is simple twist of fate by Bob Dylan. And, hmm. um, I am first going to say that Bob Dylan was all over the place as far as song lengths. Right. I mean, 
especially early Bob oh, Dylan. Man. There's a lot of two minuteers in there, but you know, Hurricane is nine minutes long or yeah. something. Sad Eyed Lady of the Lowlands is eleven and a half minutes long or whatever. I, I don't know. The the guy was not afraid to write a long song, right? Yeah. Right. In Simple Twist of Fate, I have it written down as 419, uh, which, you know, could be anywhere from three to 10 minutes, I guess. But um, <laughs> I have it written down as 419. And to me, Simple Twist of Fate, I, I don't I don't know. And this is stupid. This is one of those things that only um, someone is into music as we are can really kind of get, I think. I don't know that a Simple Twist of Fate is my favorite Bob Dylan song. But I think it might be one of the best songs that he ever wrote, um, hmm. which is saying something. And which album is that on? Oh, yeah. you can you keep have, talking. If, I'll look it up. Okay, yeah. Um, so, simple twist of fate. I I don't know if it's on. Man, uh, don't worry. I'm not even going to try and think about it because I know it. Yeah, it's but, just. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a great song. It kind of has some yeah, melancholy. Yeah, but I knew it was one of the, I, I couldn't remember if it was Blood on the Tracks or Desire. And um, yeah, right. Um, so Simple Twist of Fate, it's, it kind of is, a, it's a little bit like that U2 song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, where mm. if you just, if you don't really listen to it, it sounds a lot more upbeat than what the lyrics actually are. I mean, cause the simple twist fade is kind of a melancholy song mm. and, um, but it's just, it's beautifully presented and he doesn't overdo anything. I mean, he doesn't sing mm. too hard. He doesn't play too hard. He doesn't get too much involved. I mean, it's him and a guitar and a harmonica and, well, um, it's, it's just, album. It, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just a beautiful song that I just want more of. Um, mm, it's yeah. another, it's a little bit of that, um, you know, to be super pretentious and use the French. It's the je ne sais quoi kind of, I don't really know <laughs> what it is about it that I want more, but it, it, it is just something that I want a lot more of. Mm. Yeah. They, that's, that's one of the Dylan albums that I, I liked, um, like when I first started to like listen to him more or like try to, you know, take a chance. <laughs> um, but um, I, I forgot about that song. Cause I, I mean, obviously I like like shelter from the storm and tangle up in blue and uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I didn't recall that one. I'll need to revisit. Shelter from the storm is another one that it would probably have made my list. If it, if, if I didn't think of simple twist of fate first, <laughs> mm. I like his uh, Rolling Thunder review version of that. Yeah. Uh, Shelter from the Storm, where it's all energetic and crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I my remaining ones kind of bounce around a lot. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, they do. I basically have one from almost every decade. Um, so... Uh, I'll just start off with a, a kind of semi-modern one. Um, you know, the XX, um, the intro off of their debut album. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, it's only like two minutes, like 15 seconds or something like that. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know why I, I wrote down the time for some of these, but not others. I don't know why I did that. Um, but, uh, that one's just such a cool song. Like 
I remember the first time I heard that album and I was just so, I mean, it's just such a, a, a chill, groovy album. And I mean, it's such, such a, a, a good, well-produced album. Um, Jamie XX is, is great, but, um, the, the intro, I just always loved. Um, and I just remember sometimes I still reflect on that memory I had the first time I had it and I still like align with it where I'm like, man, I wish this thing was longer. Cause I just remember thinking that the first time I heard the intro and be like, Oh, this is so cool. And then like, just thinking like, man, that was just the intro. Like, and I know like the rest of the album is phenomenal, but like the intro is just so cool. I just wish that vibe would just stretched out, you know, a little bit more or add lyrics to it or something, but you know, yeah, I mean, there's intros by like a bunch of artists I could have listed, you know, by like Alt J or like something where it's like, oh, it's so cool and vibrant and interesting, um, or like or like one this one, another one on my list. It's not an intro, but it could have been, or at least I don't think it's the intro. It's a uh, uh, "Fuck Your Feelings" um, by Robert Glasper um, off of the the album "Fuck Your Feelings." Um, it's it's sung by Yeba, and like it's just so ethereal and like cool like it's just i don't know it's got like this really nice like boom bap like kind of like dragging beat and uh yeah her voice is impeccable she's such a great singer and uh man it's just it's such a yeah crazy sound like it can vibe like when it closes up you're like oh man like that was a short one like because i think it's only like two and a half minutes long and i was like man i want that to like Cause she, she just kind of sings that phrase just over and over again. Um, and so it's just like, man, I just, I wish that was a little beefier. Right? just, cause like, it was just so such a vibe. That's a cool track. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, next one is, um, oh, okay. This is a good one. Uh, breathe in the air from uh dark side, the moon. I've just always loved that song. It's just such a, so calm, good. You know, yeah, it's just such a chill, good, you know, song. And and I know the writing sometimes or the writing, some of the lyrics are really simple, but I really, I really like it. And and I wish it's just a really well balanced song and it's really well placed, you know, in the album. And I just I just love it so much. It's just one of those I wish it was like a four minute long song. Just you know, throwing a Gilmore solo somehow, you know, just <laughs> just fit it in there. <laughs> but uh but yeah, that's just that, a classic. You know, um, and I know this isn't the topic, but Dark Side of the Moon is one of those like massively successful albums that really, really lives up to the hype to me. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. and and so does The Wall for that matter. I think mm-hmm. I like I think Pink Floyd. Um, they I, I don't know like P- Dark Side of the Moon. It's one of those that like you listen to it when you're kind of getting into cool music. Mm-hmm. And then it still is like super really good, you know. Yeah, and it's I, I don't know. It's funny. I think that is one of the most like lives up to the massive amount of hype albums ever made. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean the record, and not trying to be funny using the term, but like the record proves it. Like you look at the the metrics of like how it's sold, its consistency on the charts, and you're like, well, how is it that good? I mean, the only album like immediately that I would compare it to would be like thriller or something. And you yeah. grab thriller and it's the same case. You're like, Oh my God, this thing is like outrageous, like in and out. Yep. It's like, it's, it is the highest like Fidelity album like ever. Like what the, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's just insane. But yeah, that's, it really is. That's a, yeah, I don't know. That's a great album. Um, 
Uh, I only have, I have three more. Um, my next one is kind of a recent one that resurfaced to me that I've been obsessed with. Um, it's just a short little like um, interlude track on a on Marvin Gaye's um, album, I Want You. Um, it's the song, I Want to Be Where You Are. It's only a minute and 20 seconds. And um, and it's just him singing that like over and over again. He said, I want to be where you are. And it's just like over <laughs> and over. And it's just like, and it's just so beautiful, man. Um, there's like this nice, like echo, like the last, on the last, um, you know, bit of his, his phrase and it just like stretches out forever. And then, and then he says, uh, he's giving like a good night message, I think to his family and he's reading, he's like saying names and it just fades out. It just fades out with him talking that way. And, and the way he was recording at this point, I know sometimes he would just do a jam where like they would just run a beat and he would just, he would just say things over and sing over it, you know, like, and, and just see how it would come out. So maybe he would, that was, they didn't know what that was. So they're just going to fade it out. It was just a, a solid recording of him, you know, singing a bit, but the, but the man, it's just beautiful. The, the whole, that whole album is beautiful. The composition is amazing. Um, another track, it's a relatively new, um, it's, it's just a, 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 he's a local artist. He, his name is Justin Lyons. He is, his, he goes by guitar slayer. Um, he's from Dallas and he is, um, he is the guitarist for machine gun Kelly. And he is also the guitarist for black pink. Um, but he has like a solo, you know, solo stuff. And he, he just has this one little lo-fi track. Um, that he, it's actually, that's what he calls it. It's just lo-fi project 21. And it's just a short little, like synth beat thing with the little his little guitar riff over it and it's like a two and a half minute long little ditty uh but man it's a cool it's a cool little groove man um because the guy's like such a, a good musician uh it's just uh, yeah I, i'm just excited like if he makes more more music in that in that way but um uh i've just that, that's been on my like you know playlist i just listen to that one a lot uh and then my last one i'll, I'll close it with this one is uh, the immigrant song? You know that's only <laughs> two minutes and 20 se- 26 seconds. I don't know why I thought that one was longer. <laughs> so I'll tell you something funny. My my um, my best friend is a huge huge Zeppelin guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's a drummer. He always you know idealized Bonham. Always mm. um, find a way to bring them up. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I always um, I like I liked the Led Zeppelin I heard, but I didn't know much. I didn't know like their entire catalog until I got to college. And and he mm-hmm. and I were uh, roommates for a couple of years. And um, I really got into Zeppelin. And we used to argue about exactly two songs. Um, we would argue about cashmere and immigrant song. Um, mm. cashmere, I still, it is my, and I, I'm sorry for any listeners you lose with this. It is my least favorite Led Zeppelin song. And there's oh, not wow. even like a close second. I just, that kind of droning, I don't know why it just drives me bananas, but it does. <laughs> um, huh. But Immigrant Song, I used to joke with him because it is such a short song. And I was like, no, it is the perfect length. There is so much energy in that two minutes and 20 whatever seconds that I think if you tried to make it any longer, 
you would inevitably inevitably run out of steam and he was like no way dude that can be you can jam that forever i mean it's a great song it should be five minutes long and that it is kind of funny because that is one of the very few songs um that i've ever really given thought about the length of the song before <laughs> today <laughs> um That's- or before i was preparing for this which i guess was earlier this week or over the weekend but um yeah, I mean, it's it's just really funny because um, Alan <laughs> Combs, uh, this, uh, my friend, you know, Alan and I used to, um, I mean, we'd argue over that. It was really funny, but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess so. Like when I think about this song in terms of like being longer, I guess because this song is kind of a drone, like in a way where it just kind of just repeats over and over, like for the most part. Um, and then it is on the shorter side that I feel like it could have had like, one of those one minute solo break kind of like things and then come back, you know, for one more verse or like something, but you know, I'll also just go ahead and put this one in the category of, of it's just so damn good that like, if there would have been like some version of it that was longer than like, yeah, I probably would have listened to that one like immediately. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but it is a good song. All the yeah. like Viking imagery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just epic, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this is, <laughs> this is a good topic to try and consider. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I was, I was talking to my wife and, uh, and I mentioned that we were doing this topic and then I jokingly had said something about, um, or that we had talked also about doing, <laughs> doing songs that we wish were shorter. <laughs> and it's really funny because because before i even told her what you had said she was like oh well wouldn't that just be a bunch of like tool and jazz and prog rock and (laughs) which is pretty much exactly what you said holy crap Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so i don't uh, yeah i thought that was pretty funny though y'all were on the same wavelength <laughs> yeah, I will say that every King Crimson rap. song, literally every King Crimson song ever made, could be half as long as it is and still be fine. <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, some some prog rock bands did a great job. Genesis, like Peter Gabriel, Genesis, mm. like yeah, maybe there's a few of them that were kind of stretched, but for the most part, it is an efficient use of the time that they gave to each song. But. <laughs> Some of those, some of those bands, man, uh, Procol Harum is another one that made songs longer than they needed to be. Yes. Made songs longer than they mm-hmm. needed to be. King Crimson is the worst at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of crazy though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, well, this is a good one. This was a good one. A lot of fun. Now we need to, now we need to find another one. <laughs> yeah. Until oh, next man. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We always do. Yeah. We'll do our best. <laughs>